If you don't mind, I want to put a little teaching in my preaching today. Can I do that? Amen. Okay. Then look with me at Luke chapter 1. And I want to read two verses, three, three verses from there. And then we'll go. Do you believe the Bible? Amen. No, for real. Do you believe it? Yes. Do you believe in the Bible? Yes. Well, good. Well, good. We can talk then. All right. Verse 31. It says, and behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and he will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there will be no end. Will you say amen to that? Amen. Look with me then. Isaiah chapter 9. Where Isaiah had prophesied. About this child being born. some 700 plus years before he came, Isaiah said these words in Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. <clears throat> he says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, and of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Will you say amen to that? I picked this book up, and it's from February. Those of you, yeah, you're, most, most of you read this every morning because DJ sends it out. And anybody that don't get that, uh, uh, the little message that DJ sends out every morning, you should request it because it's, I mean, those morning devotional, power, they're powerful. Yeah. But anyway, this one here is from February the 18th. He says, our confidence in his name. And he uses one of the scriptures that I'm going to use. Philippians chapter 2, verse 10 and 11 where it says that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven. And the word things there is the word beings of things in heaven, things in earth, and things beneath the earth. And it should be read 
beings in heaven, beings in earth, and beings under the earth, and that every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. He says, there are those who wonder why we use the name of Jesus in prayer. That's because they don't understand the scripture and the power in the name of Jesus. His name is the name of the, of the Godhead. It's the greatest name there is. Everything in heaven, in the earth, and under the earth is subject to his name. Nothing and no one is exempt from the dominion and authority of this name. Furthermore, we use his name because he asks us to. In John 14, chapter, verse 13 and 14, he said, And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son, that you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. I want you to know, speaking of knowing how to pray, that there are just a lot of people that don't recognize that they are to use the name of Jesus Christ when they pray. Now, I'm going to say something to you. You can argue and you can fight. But anybody praying that has not been born again, according to the Bible, their prayers are not heard unless what? Unless what? You're talking so low, you don't mean for me to hear you. Come on. Unless what? Unless what? Unless what? No, that's not what I said. And let me say it again. People who are not born again, duh. <laughs> People who are not born again, their prayers are not prayed I mean, their prayers that they pray are not heard unless what? Unless what? Unless what? All right. Y'all act like y'all scared. Listen to me so everybody get on the same page. Everybody get on the same page. The reason why God does not acknowledge their prayer is not that God can't hear what they're saying. The reason why their prayers are, uh, are not acknowledged is what? All right, that's good. Give me something else. Huh? All right, everybody up. Come on. That's exactly right. Because, because in John chapter 9, it is stated in John chapter 9 that God hears not the prayers of sinners. 
But if anyone would be a follower of God, that's a different word there, amen, those prayers God would hear. Now here's, here's, here it is, amen. Our prayers actually has to pass through something. In the Old Testament, when they prayed, why is it that God heard them? Let me say it again. I said I'm going to do a little teaching in my preaching, didn't I? Uh, I'm going to find out where y'all are too. Amen. In the Old Testament, when they prayed, why is it that God heard them? That, come on here, brother. Amen. They had a mediator, which was the priest, and they couldn't go directly to God like you can. You know what I'm saying? They had to go through the priest in order for their prayers to be heard. They even had to bring a sacrifice or an offering. How about that? That they couldn't even talk to God unless they had something to give. How about that? Somebody said, thank God for grace. Thank God for grace. Because <laughs> God ain't charging nobody to pray. <laughs> Amen. But in the Old Testament, under that particular covenant, that's the way it was. You see what I'm saying? And you kind of wonder about that. Because before the law was given to Moses, There's a woman that's not even in any kind of covenant with God. Her name was Hagar. She's had Abraham baby. And Sarah is getting rid of her and told her to get out. And the Bible say, amen, that that woman, as she was traveling through the wilderness, was literally starving to death, and her baby, what was his name? Ishmael, is starving, uh, 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 thirsty, rather. And the Bible said, amen, that she fell on the ground, amen, and the Bible said that she's not gasping for breath because she's dying, she puts the baby under a bush because she don't want to see the child die. And she go way off from the child so that she does not see the baby die when he dies. And the Bible say, and God heard the cry of the baby. How about that? Amen. And answer that woman's silent prayer. which shows us that God has always been that way until man gave God a reason for a law. All right, because when Moses get the law, now these laws are created that never even existed. Am I right about it? All right, so now... That has to be the prerequisite 
There has to be a certain way that man can even approach God. You can't even approach God unless you are a priest or a prophet or a king, meaning under the covenant of the blood of bulls and goats and calves and blood of animals. The Bible said because without the shedding of blood, there's what? No remission of sin, which means then that the sinner could not talk to God. That's why the man that had been blind in John chapter 9, that's why he quoted that. He said, God hears not the prayers of sinners. Are you with me, somebody? Are you with me? Don't let me play with your head. Jesus gives a parable and said that there are two men in the sanctuary, in the temple praying. One is a Pharisee. One, he calls himself a sinner. Jesus said that the Pharisee said, Lord, I thank thee that I fast twice a week and give a tenth of all of my goods. I'm so glad that I'm nothing like that, that heathen over there in that corner over there. The Bible said that the man, amen, that was a sinner was so sorry for his sins, he wouldn't even look up. He didn't feel like he was worthy to look up. He just beat upon his chest and said, God, have mercy on me. And Jesus said, which one of them do you think God heard? <laughs> Y'all want to talk back? Amen. Jesus didn't hear this self-righteous, pious Pharisees that brought his money to the church and did all his so well, whatever he did. The Bible say he walked out of there empty. God didn't even listen to him. But to the one, amen, that knew where he was with God, he knew he was a sinner. And he knew he didn't have nothing going with God beat up on his chest and said, God, have mercy on me. And the Bible tells me, Jesus spoke these words and says, he left out, amen, right before God. So I want to ask you again. When you pray and you're not born again, why is it that God won't hear you praying? I'm going to leave y'all long in a few minutes. Your prayers must go through Jesus Christ. He is the high priest, amen, of, of your prayer. Jesus is, is he's two things for the people in this world. He's the mediator the one who stands between man and God. Listen to me. Otherwise, nobody could even talk to God if it was not for Jesus Christ. Are you with me? So the man 
who doesn't even know God, amen, can speak to God only through the Son, Jesus Christ, and only when he's repenting. Come on, somebody. Amen. Jesus Christ to us is not just mediator anymore because we have accepted Jesus Christ. He is now intercessor. So that when you and I pray, and the Bible talk about in Romans chapter 8, when we don't know how to pray as we ought, he said, the spirit prayeth for us with groaning which cannot be comprehended. Are you with me? Glory be to God. In other words, he takes our prayers and he cleans our prayers up. Hallelujah. And present them before God. That's why you don't never have to worry about whether God hear you or not. Because you got one amen who's representing you in prayer. Glory be to God. He stands in for you. And once you're not able to say to God or communicate to God, he communicates for you. Glory be to God. Because he knows what's in your heart. He knows your real desire. Hallelujah. And he will say to the Father, amen, what you're not able to say. Did you hear me now? Yes. I'll read the rest of this right quickly. Furthermore, we use his name because he asked us to, John 14, 13 and 14. And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything in my name, good God Almighty, he said, I'll do it. In John 16, chapter 23, 24. Now, I've already taught you guys in the past the difference in these two prayers here. In, in John 16, 23, 24, it says, we also read the words of Jesus where he says, and in that day you shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. Hear that too, have you asked nothing in my name? Ask, and you shall receive that your joy may be full. And I told you in the past that in the 14th chapter, amen, where he said, whatsoever you ask me, I will do it. And in the 16th chapter where he said, don't ask me anything, whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, it shall be done. Those are two different kind of prayers. Let me say it again, because I want you to hear me. In the 14th chapter, we just read it. Verse 13 and 14, he said, whatsoever you ask me, meaning himself, in his name, he said, I will do it, meaning Jesus will do it. In the 16th chapter, which you just read, he said, and when you ask the Father, he said, don't ask me, ask the Father in my name, and he will do it for you. Two different kind of prayers. See, because otherwise he'd be contradicting himself, and you know good and well the Bible does not contradict itself. Even though a lot of crazy people say it, they just don't know what they don't know what to read. No, the Bible does not contradict itself. Amen. You just have to be able to understand the Bible. Why would Jesus say then, whatever you ask me, I'm going to do it, and then two pages later he said, "Don't ask me. Ask the Father in my name, and He's going to do it." 
It is because in the 14th chapter, he's not talking about asking for something. He's talking about a, making a demand on something. Same word, A-S-K, has two different meanings right there. One means to demand something, and nobody demand God of anything, so you know that he's not talking about demanding him. He said, whatsoever you demand. In the 16th chapter, he said, whatsoever you ask, petition. I'm asking God for something. Well, Pastor, I don't know the difference. Here's the difference. In the, in the third chapter of the, uh, the book of Acts, you can see where Peter and John are on their way to the temple to pray. The Bible says the hour of prayer, and they're on their way to the temple to pray. And there's a man at the gate called Beautiful who's never walked a day in his life. He was born unable to walk. He would be there every day waiting for people to come by so he could beg for alms. That day, he saw Peter and John. He was extending his hands, asking for alms, 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 meaning money, money. Amen. <laughs> and, and Peter said to him, civil and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee, what? In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. See the demand on the name? Did you get that? He didn't pray for him. Read your Bible, Acts chapter 3. He did not pray for the man. He said, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. Meaning that he put a demand on the name. Oh. In the 16th chapter of Acts, where Paul has been arrested, he and his running partner, Silas, and, and they've been beaten, and they're in prison, and they're in stocks and chains. The Bible said midnight, Paul said to Silas, sing us a song. He sung, Paul prayed. And the Bible said, and the jail, amen, shake and quake like an earthquake. And the chain fell off their hands and the stocks off their feet. Are you with me, people? Because they put a demand on the name of Jesus Christ. You know what they went to prison for? They put a demand on the name of Jesus. There was a little girl in that town, amen, that, was, that, that could read fortunes. And the older people in that town used this little girl to make money. Y'all read your Bible. In the 16th chapter of Acts. And when she saw Paul and Silas in town, she started following them saying, hey, everybody, these are the men of God who come to show you the way of salvation. And the Bible said Paul put up with it for a little while. But then after a while, he was bothered in his spirit. In other words, he picked up the spirits in that little girl. And he turned and said, come out of her, you unclean spirit. Come on, somebody. 
And the Bible says from that point on, she could no longer tell fortune. The fortune telling her was gone. Understand what Paul said. He said, in, I mean, uh, 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 he said, in the name of Jesus, get out. Are y'all listening to me? Amen. He used the name of Jesus, and everywhere in the Bible where you see that the name of Jesus is used, it's a demand being made on his name. Otherwise, why do you say it? Why is it that sometimes you don't pray? You just say, in the name of Jesus, stop it. In the name of Jesus, headache, go away. Why is it that you do that? Amen. You're making a demand on the name. You're not demanding God to do anything. (laughs) But you're putting a a demand on his name. And I don't know whether you know it or not, but he has given you the right and the privilege to put a demand on his name. Hallelujah. Nobody will convince me, brothers and tell, amen, that the name of Jesus is not what he say that it is. Amen. His name is exactly what he say that it is. When people don't get results, they have to ask the question, why am I not getting results? Well, now that's smart. Amen. That's smart. Ask the question. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Because he's not a respecter of person. Hallelujah. He does not do for one that he won't do for another. Amen. If you come right. Glory be to God, somebody. Look with me right quickly in in Acts chapter 3. I'm not going to be long. Acts chapter 3. Yes, sir. I love those words, brother, that he is the same, the unchanging God. Hallelujah. Yesterday, today, and forever. He does does not change. Hallelujah. Amen. I know we we quoted it, but I'm I'm reading it. Okay. Uh, Acts chapter 3. Let's go verse 1. Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour, and a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms, and fixing his eyes on him, With John, Peter said, look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Huh? Then Peter said, silver and gold, I have not. Glory be to God, but what I do have, I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand, lifted him up, and immediately, his, his, oh God, his feet and his ankle bones received strength. Immediately, 
immediately his anchor bone and his feet received strength. Amen. The Bible said that this man was expected to receive something. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. That wasn't a difficult thing to do. Let me say this to you. Amen. There might be something that you need so bad right now, my God, amen. There's nothing stopping you from having it. You say it one more time. There might be something you say, Pastor Crab, if you only knew what I needed right now, amen. There's nothing stopping you from having it. The Bible tells me that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He said, you can have it. Pastor Crab, I know some stuff. No, you can't have it. No, I know some stuff you can have. Well, I'm not talking to you nowhere. Mm-mm. Because you got, you got dirty mind. I'm not talking to you. Amen. I, I'm talking about amen. All the things that he died for you to have, you can have them. <laughs> All the things that he paid for you to have, you can have them. In fact, I read it in the Bible, amen, that in him, it's already been said yes. Why are you waiting on the yes? The Bible tells me that he's already said yes. Let's go there right quickly, if you will, if you don't mind. Look at First, first Corinthians chapter 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Look at that from the. Glory be to God. First Corinthians chapter 3. Now, I'm about to challenge you now, so don't, so don't get offended. Don't let pride steal your, 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 your goods. Okay, you ready? You ready? All right, in First, in first Corinthians chapter 3, look at verse 18. Let no one deceive himself. If anyone among you seem to be wise in this age, let him become a fool that he may become wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. For it is written, he catches the wise in their own craftiness. And again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise that they are futile. Amen. Here we go. Verse 21. Therefore, let no one boast in men, for all things are yours. All things are yours. Right there, we have to learn how to cast down imagination to every high thing that would exalt itself against the knowledge of God and bring every thought into the obedience of Jesus Christ. 
because your mind will tell you that you can't have what you need to have when you need to have it, and it's lying to you. He said, all things are yours. And is it the word? That's what it said then. Look at verse 22. He said, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or things present or things to come, in other words, leaving nothing out, all are yours. All are yours. Come on, somebody. All are yours. God said, in other words, I'm not keeping nothing back from you. If you would only believe the power that's in my name. John 17 chapter. John 17 chapter. Believe in the power of my name. Hallelujah. Believe that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and they that dwell therein. Believe that I died for you to have it. Just Lord, I hear ya. I sure do. 17th chapter uh, of John. And verse 9. Verse 9. Jesus now praying for his disciples. He also prays for all those that will eventually become children of God. So in this prayer, in John, the 17th chapter, he prays for you and he prays for me. You ready? In fact, I say the ninth verse, but look at the sixth verse and then we'll go from there. You ready? He says, I have manifested your name to the men whom you have given me out of the world. They were yours and you have given and you have given them rather to me and they have kept your word. Now they have known that all things which you have given me are from you. For I have given to them the words which you have given me and they have received them and have known surely that I came forth from you and they have believed that you sent me. Now listen to this here. He said, I pray for them and I do not pray for the world, but for those whom you have given me. For they are yours and all mine are yours and yours are mine and I am glorified in them. Notice what Jesus said. He said, I pray for them, but I ain't praying for the world. Yet the Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Wonder why he wasn't praying for the world. Wow. 
Wow. Look at y'all. Look at your faces. Verse 11. Verse 11. Now I am no longer in the world, but these are in the world, and I come to you. Holy Father, keep through your name those whom you have given me, that they may be one as we are. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in your name. Those whom you, you, have, you gave me, I have kept. And none of them is lost except the son of prediction, that would be Judas, that the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I come to you, and these things I speak in the world, that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I'm going to ask you again. Why was he not praying for the world? Huh? What do you say? The world did. All right. All right. Look at verse 14. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them because they are not of the world. Okay. Just as I am not of the world. Okay. I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world and for their sakes, I sanctify myself that they also may be, be sanctified by the truth. I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. How about that? He didn't pray for the world, but he prayed for you. Verse 20, let me read it again. I do not pray for these alone, meaning these disciples here, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. Help me, somebody. Without a Bible, you can't believe. that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me and the glory which you gave me I have given them, that they may be one just as we are one. I am in them and you in me and they may be, that they may be made perfect in one Ooh, we that's a message right there you need to hear. That's a message right there. I wish I had time. Look, verse 1 3. I in them and you in me, that they may be made perfect in one, that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. Father, I desire that they also whom you gave me may be with me where I am. Jesus has already covered you. 
you already been covered. Unless you don't believe what you're reading. Understand what he said. I'm going to stop right there in verse 24. Listen to me, people. He said that I'm not praying for the world. Guess what? You're not in the world no more. You know what the Bible say? The Bible say you live in it, but you're not of it. That's what the scripture say. So he's not praying at this time. He's not praying for the world. He has to, first of all, die for the world to become the mediator. When he prayed that prayer, he's not dead. He has not died for the world. So he's praying for those, amen, who believe in him, which will be those apostles, those disciples that are sitting there, right? And he says in verse 20, he said, I not only pray for you, but for those who will believe through your words. I am praying. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. How many of y'all believe that Jesus said a prayer that God didn't answer? You got that right. And if Jesus prayed and God gave him his request, and we know he did, then you've been covered. I don't know how to make people believe you can't, can you? You can't make them believe, can you? You're looking at the Bible, you still don't believe it. Look, look, look. I'm going to read this again. Good God Almighty. And then I'm going home. Look at verse, look at verse nine, look at verse nine. I pray for them. I do not pray for the world, but for those whom you have given me. For they are yours and all minds are yours and yours are minds. I am glorified in them. Now look at verse 20. I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their words. They wrote the New Testament. That they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us. You, 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 where are you now? In him. Watch this here. That the world may believe that you sent me and the glory which you gave me, I have given them that they may be one just as we are one. You are one with God. You are one with God. Look at verse 23. I in them and you in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. Why wouldn't God answer your prayer? When, when he said that God loved you the exact same way that he loved Jesus. That's powerful. That's powerful. That God loves you the exact way that he loved Jesus. Why wouldn't he answer your prayer? He'll answer your prayer. He will answer your prayer and give you your heart's desire.
verse 24, and I let it go. Y'all didn't come for no church today. I know you didn't. Verse 24. Father, I desire that they also whom you gave me may be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory which you have given me. For you love me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, the world has not known you, but I have known you, and these have known you that you sent me. These have known that you sent me. And I have declared them uh, your name. I have declared to them your name, and will declare it, that the love with which you love me may be in them, and I in them. How about that? How about that? Look, I say a lot of things, and you don't have to argue out loud. I, I can see your face. People, the Bible is just what God said is. And I know that this world wonder, well, where is all of that for us? I say it's not for you if you're not for him. God is not keeping things back from people. I declare people believe it, though. They believe it. But they believe it based upon what they're able to see. If they don't see what they ask of God for, then they say, well, I don't have it. He's not going to give it to me. That's not true at all. That's not true at all. What is the word faith? What is the word faith? Come on, man. Come on, man. Amen. God expects for us to believe even when we haven't seen anything. That's right. That's right. Hallelujah. The scriptures say, when you pray, believe that you have received and you shall what? Have. Amen, somebody. Amen. Do y'all believe that? Yes. I'm glad you do. Glory be to God. I'm glad you do. Hallelujah. There's probably not a time that I stand in this pulpit that I'm not ready to demonstrate what the Word of God teach. And that's the truth. And I look out sometimes and I wonder, hmm, hmm, I don't know. I find out later somebody had surgery. I find out later somebody had this thing. I find out later somebody went through this. Somebody went through that. And I said, wow, God, that's, that's, that's something else. Amen. Which only hints that you trying your best to believe. You're trying to believe. When you believe on something, you act on what you believe on. Yeah. That's the way you see the power of God. Uh, uh, Luke chapter 11 and verse 40. That's the way you see the power of God. Jesus said, 
Did I not say unto you, if you had believed, you would have, would have seen the glory of God? If you just had believed, he said. God is wanting to do so many wonderful things for people, but they, they just go by their feelings. They go by their feelings. They really do. They really do. If they can't feel like they heal, then they're not healed. If they can't feel like they have something, then they don't have it. They go completely by their feelings. Amen. And it's just, it's just not faith. Faith requires you to act out what you say you believe. That's what faith does. Yeah. It's just like, it's just like uh, my daughter, uh, Debbie, amen. She's here today because apparently she believes something. Or she wouldn't be sitting there. Amen. Glory be to God. Therefore, amen, God brought you here to demonstrate how much he loves you. That's why he brought you here today. Glory be to God, because he loves you. Hallelujah. Amen. And he knows what, what I know too right now. Amen. That vertigo has to go. 